and welcome to The Bond, the Christian podcast for purposeful and peaceful parenting. We want to understand children's hearts, reach parents' hearts, and see God with new eyes. Five young Christian moms started this podcast in September 2020 in Germany. We wish you God's blessings as you listen to our episode about the first stage of attachment. Today and over the next episodes, we will talk about the different stages of attachment. Why is attachment so important? How does it develop? Gordon Neufeld has defined six stages of attachment, and today the focus is on the first stage of attachment, proximity. We will learn how we can build this stage with our babies, with our fellow human beings, and with God. Tom's mom says, Tom is three years old and sometimes, when he wakes up in the morning in his bed, he forgets that his sister might still be asleep in her bed next to him, that he has two legs with which he can walk, or that it's possible to talk in a calm voice. No, he screams at the top of his lungs, Mommy! So that my heart almost stops in my sleep. I jump straight up out of bed and run to him, worried, because if you scream like that, you're in deep trouble. So I run to him, look into his brown eyes and ask anxiously, Tom, what's wrong? And he replies, Mommy, I wanted to see you. Uh, please, what? At moments like this, I'm just at a loss for words. One thing is certain, children are hungry for attachment. They want us around. During the last episodes, we learned that a child's greatest need is attachment. Attachment to those they trust. Nothing is more important in life. That's what the child lives on. This is how it develops. It needs safety of attachment, of being connected. Infants strive for closeness and want to maintain it, always, under all circumstances. This hunger for attachment is immense. With each child, of course, it is different how it is expressed. Since it is so great, children need our generosity in offers of attachment. If our child asks us for a hug, we can give them five. Where possible, we should give them more than they ask for, so that they can always draw from abundance. When they feel safe with us, cared for and loved, their brains come to rest and they can grow in play. Then they can mature at their own pace, and virtues like patience, courage, and self-control develop. Their potential that God has placed in them can unfold. For this to happen, they must rest in our love. In order for them to do so, they must be closely connected. It is important to clarify the following questions. How does my child bond? Doesn't it happen automatically? Can I actively participate in it? Can I boycott the bonding? How do I create a good nurturing soil so that the child as a plant can develop well? Gordon Neufeld, a Canadian developmental psychologist, has brought together the findings of different fields of science, and from this has emerged a beautiful picture that gives us answers to these questions. The child is a tender plant that wants to grow and flourish. Everything that grows needs deep and strong roots. So do our children. Neufeld calls these roots attachment roots or stages. 
There are six of them, which develop little by little. They need good care so that the child plant can grow well. If the framework conditions are right, a child gets from one stage of attachment to the next in about a year. Time specifications should always be used with precaution when it comes to child development, since children are not automatons. Think of these dates as a rough guide. From year to year, the child ideally feels a deeper bond towards us. Each level is distinguished by a new form of expression, a new way of how the child seeks attachment with us. This does not mean that the previous stages disappear. Just as the roots of a plant always remain, all stages remain, but each one is clearly different from the others. Those who observe their children will see this quite clearly. When we understand the different stages, we can better relate to our children because we understand how they feel close to us. Because, unfortunately, I must say, not every child who is loved by his parents feels loved. That's why it's helpful to understand how a child bonds. Because when being attached, love is born. Those who understand the stages can also easily transfer them to their relationship with older children and to friendships between adults. With the help of the stages, you can see how deeply you are familiar with each other and you can recognize where the relationship needs to catch up so that a close intimacy can develop. And what is particularly exciting the whole thing can also be transferred to our relationship with God. If you realize during the next few podcast episodes that your child hasn't developed all of their attachment roots, there's good news for you. The stages can be made up for, even if your child is a little older. So, what are these six stages of attachment? The first stage, interestingly enough, is already known to most of us. It is bonding via the senses, which takes place in the first year of life. Feeling, seeing, hearing, smelling, and tasting. Then, from the second year of life, children bond over sameness. They imitate their attachment figures. In the third year of life, they bond over loyalty and belonging. They claim ownership and want to follow their parents. When this stage has been satiated in the fourth year of life, children bond over esteem. They want to be heard and seen. In the fifth year, children bond over love. They consciously perceive the feeling of warmth, affection, and love and give their hearts to their parents. The sixth stage is that of deep intimacy in which they want to share all their secrets of their lives with us. This is the deepest kind of bond that can take place between two people. Those who reach this level with their children are truly fortunate. Those who nurtured this bond well will have a deep relationship with them for a lifetime and will be able to guide them through the stormy teenage years. Because that's when children want to be guided by their parents too. And then, according to Gordon Neufeld, Children can also realize their potential and become mature people. We'll go through all the stages of attachment in order so that you can get a practical idea of them. Today, however, only the first one, 
because it's important that you really understand the stages and can implement them in your everyday life, no matter how old your child is. During the first stage, as already mentioned, attachment happens through the senses, seeing, tasting, feeling, smelling, hearing. You could say it is the being close level. Claire's mom tells us, when Claire was six years old, I had to go to the gynecologist. My husband had an appointment with my son at another place, and so I put my daughter into the baby carrier and went to the doctor. For me, the easiest and most beautiful way to take a little baby with me. I arrived, and in a quiet moment, the doctor's assistant told me, be careful not to carry her too much. The cuties get used to it. Phew, I was perplexed, and I just didn't say anything, because there was one thing I was sure of. Babies can't get too much closeness. They are used to being connected to us 24-7. That's their normal state of being in the beginning. Claire's mom is right. Babies bond through the senses. Most of all, they want to feel us. They also enjoy hearing us, smelling us, tasting us when breastfeeding, and seeing us. When we are out of reach, they sound the alarm and draw attention to themselves, because then they don't feel the bond that is so important to them. Children need consistent and regular physical contact with their caregivers so that the bonding at the sensory level can develop. Some babies demand contact 24-7. Some babies seem to demand much less contact. Watch your child. They all need closeness. Already in the womb, babies tune in to the smells and sounds of their biological mother, but it takes about six to eight months for their brains to develop to the point where they can settle on one person as their primary caregiver. Sometimes this is not possible because of life circumstances, such as adoption. The beauty in this is that the baby bonds with the person who gives them the best invitation to relationship and consistent care. This attachment figure plays a key role in the child forming their identity, and this person also demonstrates how relationships can be lived. This person builds the attachment village for the child, showing them who they can trust and which people are part of their life. What should you remember about the first stage? A baby's greatest hunger is for bonding. That's exactly why we can't spoil babies by keeping them close. There is no such thing as too much love. The more the better for development. The baby asks for you because they have a deep need that God has planted in them. You are the answer to that need, and soon the baby grows into the next stage and learns in new ways how to maintain the bond. The pursuit of closeness will never leave our children, but it changes in intensity. Because being bound only by proximity is a simple form of attachment, and we can't always be around our children. Therefore, this is the shortest arm. This arm becomes longer and longer if we give our relationship the right nutrients. Relationships among teenagers or among adults can also take place only on the level of proximity. If that's the case, they spend a lot of time together, hanging out and chilling, constantly messaging and having superficial conversations like, what's up? Yeah, what's up? Without really getting to know anything about the other person. People only look at their cell phones or the TV together. There is no real exchange. 
Talking can be compared to the auditory bonding of a baby. It is a simple form of a relationship and also not very vulnerable. Meaningful relationships should not get stuck here, but should go deeper in any case. So what can you do practically to saturate this stage in your baby? Be close to your baby as much as it is possible for you and your baby needs it. Get help with household chores, etc. if you find you can't manage because your baby is asking too much. Talk to your child, sing songs to them, read books, because they feel the warmth here too. That's what matters. Do baby massages or go to baby swimming classes. Get a baby carrier so you can have your baby with you and still get things done. Do finger games and games where the baby is riding on your knees. Let your baby sleep next to you as they need to feel you at night as well. And it saves you a lot of energy from having to get your baby out of another room all the time. Free yourself from negative beliefs. Babies should not be spoiled. Babies need to learn to wait. Babies must learn to soothe themselves. Babies must not get used to sleeping next to their parents. These are all things that a baby will learn when they are ready, when the roots are deep enough, without coercion and crying, because then the brain will be ready. Now these are some practical tips, and you are certainly creative enough to come up with many other ideas, even with your older children, because it is also important to reach older children with all senses. Cook their favorite food, write a message, give a hug, a smile, a friendly speech. The principle is simple. To be bound by closeness means to establish contact, to be there, to be close, and to do that as much as possible. Then the psyche becomes ready for the next stage of bonding and can more easily bridge absence and feel close in a different way. Let's go to the last part of this episode. What does all this have to do with God? The Bible is full of God's pursuit of closeness to us. In Psalm 139, David shows that God is everywhere and always there, never away. The Holy Spirit even dwells in our hearts and is with us all the time. Therefore, God is also always available. It is also said, Behold and taste how kind the Lord is. All the good we see, all the good we feel and taste, comes from God. He is the giver of all that gladdens our hearts. On every bud and flower that blossoms, it is written, God is love. He has always wanted to be close to us and has often changed his plans to reach the always constant goal, to dwell among us, to be close to us. Man has no influence on this at all because God's motivation is absolutely intrinsic. When God led the people of Israel into the desert, he commanded the people to build a tabernacle so that he could dwell among them. God wanted to be so close to the people of Israel that they would have him constantly before their eyes. For the building of the tabernacle and the service in it, he gave the most accurate instructions, which were to be followed precisely, because everything that was and happened there had a deeper meaning. This was to be conveyed in different ways through different senses. The art of building for the sense of sight. The incense for the sense of smell. The sacrifice, the sense of taste. 
the actions, the sense of touch. Thus, God wanted to meet his people with all the senses so that his message could be deeply anchored in their minds. When Jesus came to earth, it was said of him in John 1.14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. In other words, Jesus became man and dwelt among us. This is a reference back to the tabernacle. Jesus wanted to be close to us, to achieve his greatest goal, to be with as many people as possible on the new earth. In Revelation it says, Behold the tent of God among men. The same word tent or dwell is used everywhere. Both the verse about Jesus and the one about heaven refer to the tabernacle. This golden thread wants to show us that God seeks closeness with all his power and wants to enter into relationship with us. God always wants to cultivate this relationship, and He is never too busy to be there for us. The Lord's Supper reminds Christians of Jesus' sacrifice and His work now in us. This feast, like many other rituals and festivals in Judaism, also appeals to different senses. The more senses that are activated, the better a message is anchored in the brain. Not only God seeks to be close to us, but we can also seek to be close to Him. Through worship, fellowshipping with others, with other people who believe in God, through reading the Bible, through prayer. The beauty of the relationship with God is, He is omnipresent, always available. He wants to be close. He meets me with all my senses. I think that's totally amazing that God is already setting an example for me here on how to deal with my kids. That was an insight into the first attachment stage. It will continue to be exciting because each stage is increasingly interesting and beautiful, just as the relationship with our children becomes more and more beautiful. We are beings that need attachment, and Jesus invites us to remain in union with him. He says, He who abides in me and I in him abides in my love. How that happens with Jesus and at the same time with our children is something we will continue to think about. The next episode will be about the second stage of attachment, attachment through equality or sameness. Mm -hmm.